Love that for us. Um, yeah, I don't know what's happening to me. I Maybe it is cocaine in my sleep. I mean, no, what I, are you doing I, right before you? What? How are you falling asleep now? Um, well, last night I made sure that I didn't leave the TV on. Normally, I'm falling asleep to like Parks and Rec. Why were you up until two? Um, well, I was more like one thirty. Just because. <laughs> actually, no. Last night I was actually interested in going to bed early because me and Savannah got back and she played Animal Crossing for a little bit and then we both went to bed at like eleven, just before eleven. It was like ten forty-five, and I I got in bed, played Animal Crossing for a little bit more, and then I turned off Animal Crossing at midnight. And then just didn't go to sleep after that. So, I don't know. Just the fact that I've already been staying up super late anyways. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know how to help I'm an you. adult. I can do what I want. <laughs> what? No. No. That's not true. No, you're not. Child. Look at what I had to Child? Because I didn't know what it was. Oh, I say attache all the time. Oh, I had no idea what the fuck it was. <laughs> Welcome to our Rupee Spoopy podcast. <laughs> our, the podcast. Our Spoopy podcast. That we can never figure out which one we're on. <laughs> I mean, we're... T- Listen, two of the things are in the same in these episodes. We are hard workers. Uh, we've been drinking, mm-hmm. and we're most of the time we're both sitting. Baffling homosexuals as well. Baffling? I don't think we're baffling. But ba- ba- Babbling. Babbling is what I was going Doily? Doily. <laughs> yeah. Traipsing? Yeah. Not So not baffling. Babbling, babbling, like babbling. a brook. Yeah, yeah, like like a girl named Brooke. <laughs> yeah, <No>. honestly, <laughs> I don't know. Is Brooke a witch's name? It can be. Any name is a witch's name, especially Barbara. True. Um, I have been re-listening to our past episodes, not to give any spoilers for any reason. Um, <laughs> and we, I heard the other day the um bog witches and the invention of bog witches, and I love that. <laughs> You know, the Bog Witch Coven and the you being supreme, and we had no idea what a supreme was. Every night I go down to that bayou mm-hmm. to recruit recruit more you um, just like witches. Slow, you put on your like long like veil dress, and you just like slowly just like delve into the depths of the bayou, mm-hmm. go all the way out to the ship channel, and just like wreak fucking havoc. Flip boats over and think of okay, think of Jan, mm-hmm. and then put Crystal's hair on her. And then Boo. soak her in water. <laughs> okay. That's me. <coughs> I can see that. I just see that. plop, plop, <laughs> plop, plop, plop. Um, who am I? Think of um, Aquaria when she was the mermaid in that mermaid challenge, except not skinny and also hairy. <laughs> except bloated. <laughs> bloated and full of <laughs> Mix it things. with a, a manatee. <laughs> Still covered in oil for whatever it's reason. It's Aquaria, but as a manatee and not a mermaid. Not beautiful, but, you know, manatees used to be, like, the idea of a mermaid. Yeah. Oh, sea okay. cows. See, what do, What the fuck do you call me? <laughs> you heard me. Yeah. I said what I said, okay? I said what I said, okay. bitch. Well, how are you doing, Spencer? I know I just saw you really recently, and by that I mean three days ago because we recorded Rupee long before this. Yeah. Um, you know, time jumping has been becoming so difficult for me, so yeah. it actually was yesterday. Yeah. Um, my time machine is just a little bit out of whack lately. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, with the coronavirus, it's hard to get a repairman in Coronavirus! Here. So, Sorry, I um, you know, I've just been doing some things. Just, just doing things. Um, I've been I'm, looking for sewing machines Yeah. for How's that going? weeks. Poorly. Very poorly. What are you? Are you like looking on eBay and like? Well, they've Amazon. got them on eBay, uh-huh. um, and the oh, ones that I'm absurdly expensive or used or what? 
they're used, and I would get a used one. Okay. But the used ones are absurdly priced. Mm-hmm. It's like one from like 1970, and they're like, a uh, hundred bucks. Also, a hundred dollars in shipping. Hold and on, a, let me ask my mom. A sewing machine is very expensive to ship because they're heavy as fuck. Do you have more than? Let me ask her because I think she has more than one sewing machine. Do you have more than one sewing machine, Patty? We're messaging you right now on the podcast. Hey, Pat. Hey, Patty. Mm. Spencer is looking for one. It, no, not isn't. Is looking for one. We're gonna get Spencer. This is the podcast, and we're gonna get Spencer a sewing machine right Make here, America right now. Make America sew again. Make stop. Okay, there we go. She's probably gonna be like, "No, you want it for your drag stuff, don't you?" Yes, mom. Spencer's gonna make me drag stuff. Okay. <laughs> hey, if I learn how to do that, I'll do it. Mm. I'm just looking to. I would like a hobby. Yeah, something to do. That's what right now. Uh, me and Nick are supposed to go. Well, we we're supposed to go the other day, but we didn't do it. Um, go to Home Depot at some point. Then I'm sure tomorrow is going to be frenzied with people. Why? Just because it's a Saturday, and people who are. I normally... think it's been frenzied every day since people were on lockdown. My That's parents true. have gone, which I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Um, they're like, yeah, it's just like a madhouse in there. I'm yeah. like, so what are you doing yeah. there? Even when my mom has like talked about um, not necessarily taking this the most serious and also not wearing masks, uh, she was like, I won't even go into Lowe's. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, okay, props to you at least. <laughs> Thank you. Good work, Patty. Yeah. <laughs> my mom's like uh, talking about, we're going to go to the grocery store this week. I'm like, well, what do you, what do you need? What yeah. do you need? Do you have a list? Are She's you like, going to go in there directly there and then directly home? <laughs> we're out of salads. I'm She's like, so do you think you could eat like soup yeah. for a month? <laughs> Stop going every single day. I was like, I haven't gone to the grocery store in since I went and bottled that wine. That was three weeks ago. I thought you went yesterday. No, I haven't. I told you I didn't get to go to the grocery store yesterday. You asked, even asked me, the first question you asked me when I came in your house yesterday was, did you go to the grocery store? I said, no. Did you just get here? Hi. <laughs> Shut the fuck Welcome. up. Welcome. Um, I already started recording, so I hope you're ready to go. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and go. You've just been talking to dead air, apparently. Oh, hi. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just telling everyone that I have the memory of a pill bug. <laughs> mm. A roly poly. Did you, you say pill bug just because you... I've been playing on Animal, Animal Crossing, Crossing. yes. <laughs> because before I would have called it a roly-poly. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I've ever called it. And then I, whenever I first discovered that pill bug was a thing, I was like, what the fuck is a pill bug? Yeah, it looks like a pill That bug. was in college. I went 18, more than 18 years of my life before ever hearing my the life. word. My life. Before ever hearing it being called a pill bug. Really? Yeah. When did you start playing Animal Crossing? Uh, I, th- this was my first Animal Crossing. What? I had never played any Animal Crossing beforehand. Yeah. Surprise. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I That's why I love the memes that are like uh, Resident Evil and uh, Animal Crossing and um, what's a Pokemon. Like all these things are, are um, like a time time machine person comes forward like to t- year 2020 and they ask what games are popular right now. And they're like Resident Evil and, all, and they're Animal like, dang it, we're in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I started, I we used to watch, you remember Channel One? Mm, I had heard of it. I never used it. The, the game channel? No. Uh, oh. Channel One was a news program that they would oh. play us during school. Oh. Um, and we watched it in like sixth grade, and that was like our treat. After mm-hmm. lunch, we'd watch Channel One. And yep. It was so boring. But anyways, every commercial that they had when I was in sixth grade in science class was Animal Crossing, the first one. Yeah. And I was like, I oh my God. It's like SpongeBob. I don't either. 
I don't need it. I definitely don't need it. Uh, no, I was 100% from the beginning. <laughs> I need it! Um, but yeah, I was like, that's the reason why I got a GameCube, to play that game. That was yeah. the first game that I bought. I love that. Um, and it was what was my i think gamecube my first game that i bought was uh harvest moon if that oh. did not was that if that was not an indicator that i was a flaming homosexual from that age i don't know what what else it was either that or super smash brothers Ooh, super smash brothers but i think my brother bought super, super smash brothers not me i bought harvest moon yeah me and my brother were in some kind of like a little uh, uh challenge where he was like uh uh-huh. Xbox is the way to go. Yeah. And I was like, no! Yeah, I love Nintendo, Nintendo stuff, and I still have always loved Nintendo stuff. All my brothers, uh, my bo- both my brothers, always played, like, PlayStation games. Um, like, that was their, their shit. We never had Xbox games. So. I've never been a PlayStation <coughs> person. I've yeah. always been an Xbox or a GameCube person. Interesting. Or a Nintendo person. Yeah, we always played PlayStation games. Uh, but th- with the games that I would get on PlayStation, they'd, they'd always get like <laughs> Call of Duty and like the NBA games and like all that other stuff. And I'd be like, Sims. Harvest Moon. <laughs> well, Harvest Moon was Nintendo. So that, that it's was. It's also on PlayStation. Oh, now? Okay, I didn't know that. Back in, back in the day, it was not on PlayStation. Or at least I never bought it on PlayStation. Uh, one of my favorite games that I used to play uh, was a game called Metropolis Mania. Did you ever play that game? Did you ever hear that game? I've heard of it. I it was just like a random game that like I found. Um, I was like out shopping at EB Games one time, back when EB Games was like still a thing, and it wasn't just GameStop. And like my mom was like, "Okay, everyone gets to choose a game," and like it, w- it had to be thirty dollars or less. Well, I found this game, and I think it was like seven dollars, <laughs> and I was like, "I want this one." And she was like, "You don't want like a newer game or something like that?" I was like, "No, this is mine." LOL. And I put so many hours of gameplay into that game. Like I used to like. Because, like, I used to be very good about, like, waking up with just one alarm. I still am pretty good with waking up with just one alarm. Um, But, like, I used to, like, set my alarm, like, 15 to 20 minutes earlier before I had to. Go play the game before I would have to go to, like, start get ready for school. Let it, like, play. Like, I used to go downstairs and eat breakfast. And, like, the video game TV was, like, upstairs in the game room that you could kind of see over the catwalk. And I used to play it from downstairs because we had the wireless control, like, the wireless plug, which was, like, a big deal at the time for PlayStation 2. Um, so, yeah, I was that <laughs> obsessed with it. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> and what was it? it? It was, like, kind of a Tetris-y kind of game, wasn't it? <clears throat> no, it was, like, building a city. <clears throat> yeah, I love those. Yeah, and, like, I mean, it's, like, building, like, a... Uh, it wasn't as real as like a Sim City or like your um, cityscape or whatever it's called. Cityscapes. Um, but like, uh, but you could do like you would talk to all the citizens. Like you were like the master art maker or master city maker, and like you draw the the streets with the sidewalk and like help the city with their problems. All sorts of stuff. I really liked it. Yeah, I've always loved those <laughs> games where you're like. <laughs> make a farm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> make a city. I can do like, that. I'm so good at this. Well, I'm an why engineer, I, baby. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I also loved Sims 3 because you got to build your own houses and they introduced like vegetables and like crops that you could plant and all this other stuff, like new skills. And I was obsessed with Sims 3 as well. Um, I've re-downloaded it to my computer during this trying time. Sims 3 or Sims 4? 3. Okay, I need to go back. Oh, wait, is it 4? <clears throat> There's a, the newer one is Sims 4. It's older, but mm-hmm. it's not, I mean, Sims 4 is not brand new either. No, no, no. Sims 4 has been out since 2016, I think. Sims 3 came out in 2010, whenever I got my new computer. I think it's Sims 3 because I don't think Sims 4 is available on Steam yet. But then it's probably Sims 3, yeah. Um, it's it's verifying my installation. Right okay. Now. okay, that's fine. Uh, but I'll let you, I'll keep you updated. Keep me updated, please. Keep me posted. 
Yes. I'm afraid to open things on this computer because I'm like, it's going to crash. Please don't do that. Okay, well, let me pull something up real fast because I have something to talk about before we get into well, down the well, down and dirties. You well, know? let me know about it, girl. Okay, well, I will. Let me pull that up for us because I was not prepared, and that's not uh, unusual for this podcast, honestly. Um, that's from Tuesday's meeting with Thomas. Now we've got Thomas. There we go. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. I'm going to tell you about our sponsor, Aussie Pet Mobile. <gasps> I love Do you them. want a clean pet without all the hassle? Packing Fido up in the car and driving them all over town is a chore that many of us pet owners rarely enjoy doing. What if? Instead, you could have the groomer come straight to you. With Aussie Pet Mobile of River Oaks, you can! Yes! Aussie Pet Mobile has spacious custom-designed mobile units with all the luxuries of a salon. They've got the AC, they've got the heat, they've got the electricity, and they've got the water. No hookups needed. And they never use kennel dryers or harsh chemicals during the grooming process. Their vans ensure that ensure your groomer's ability to take care of all your pet's needs, including hair care to paw care and everything in between. They even offer special services such as de-shedding treatments, whitening treatments, hair styling, Dead Sea mud baths, dark color enhancing treatments, and facials. Their groomers are trained and certified and will pamper your pets with a personal 100% cage-free one-on-one experience all in the comfort of your driveway. You know what else Aussie Pet Mobile groomers are trained on? What? Good social distance practicing! Make your appointment and be sure to ask about our contact-free pet grooming service. You know why I love that? Why I love Aussie Pet Mobile? Because Kennedy, if I take Kennedy anywhere in the car, he barks at everything. Yeah. So, like, I take him to a drive-thru. Like, obviously, I'm going to McDonald's because that's what I even like. Yeah. Um, the, the people are always like, oh, so cute. And then he barks at them the whole time. Yeah. I'm, I'm so You're fearful. You're like, I need my chicken nuggets. Uh, uh, okay. I know Big you don't nut. eat ch- chicken nuggets. I'm just saying. <laughs> and it's like. Uh, uh, <laughs> so fearful one day that I'm going to get stopped by the police mm-hmm. with the dog in the car. Yeah. And then I'm just going to be like. I, I can't what? hear what you're saying. And they're like, okay, I was going to give you a warning, but now I'm giving you seven tickets. This, this is what you get. Exactly. You're so disturbing the public. <laughs> I'm never taking that dog to a groomer. Yeah. The groomer can Groomer's come to me. coming to you. Exactly. So that is a personal connection. So there you go. Check it out. Boo. Check it out. If Check it out. you've got a dog like Kennedy that has anxiety yeah. to the max. Bailey has been um, shedding like crazy, as she does every single um, uh, summer. summer, basically. Um, and it's ir- so for some reason Daisy sheds in the winter time, like just before winter, because mm-hmm. I guess she's like getting rid of her undercoat for like a new coat, and then Bailey sheds in the summer. So we just end up with like these massive constant amounts of like fur. yeah constant hairballs, and like you can see when Bailey's is like brown hair and hers is much more white hair. Well, every single time I take Bailey out, which is like three or four times a day, I go out with her and like I we have like a little comb thing, and I give her a full comb down, and I'm still like pulling off just like massive clumps of hair. So the de-shedding treatments is. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting, honey. I might need it for me, too. I mean, <laughs> literally. Uh, it is Sim 3. <clears throat> it is Sim 3? Yeah. Does it have all the expansion packs? Because that It comes fun. with all the expansion yes, packs. I love that. The expansion packs, one of my favorites was the Sims uh, 3 Travelers, because that was the first time, or Sims 3 World Traveler. Wasn't, was not that what it was called? I don't It, it may it, not come with everyone, then. Okay. Because you got to, like, travel to... Um, uh, like 
an Egypt kind of place and like a China kind of place and um, I don't remember what the other place was because I wasn't really interested in that one. <laughs> um, but you got to go to, to different places, which was like the first time that Sims, you were able to actually do something like that. I um, remember when you were going from like Sims, I think it was Sims 1 to Sims 2 and they were like, there's a community marketplace. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck yeah. yes. <laughs> I'm going to go get a fucking dog. Yeah. Well, that. do you remember, Sim, did you ever play Sims 2 Pets? Sims, Sims 2 Pets, yeah. Yeah. On PlayStation? Oh, I played on PlayStation. I played it on the computer. Yeah. Well, I played it on PlayStation, and it was the hardest thing ever because the pets always ran away because they always hated me. No matter how <laughs> much I fed them, no matter what I would do, no matter what baths I gave and them, you were like, this I took is them way out, too realistic. They were always <laughs> peeing inside, and they were always like, you were trying to take care of your Sim as well, and you couldn't control the dog. You could go to the dog and see what they needed, but like you couldn't do what you couldn't control them and say like go eat or something like that so you just had to hope the dog would just go eat and if they didn't eat then they would just get hungry and they'd run away it was the worst thing (laughs) (laughs) this is the cause of all of my anxiety in life yes seriously um and also why i'm such a great pet owner pet owner now lol lol um patty just responded (gasps) she said no but yay she just has one uh, but she says that she hears that all the stores are sold out, but maybe Amazon. She said that Anna- Amazon has some, and the cheapest that she saw was $77. Have you tried Amazon? I have, but what I'm worried about with them is that it's not coming from Amazon. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, your boy is just being picky, too, also. Yeah. That it's like, could, could be there. If you choose expedited shipping, oh, you can yeah. get it by May 4th. Yeah, exactly. I'm it like, I takes want it long now. periods of time. Yeah. I'd like to have that in two days. Can we do that instead? I don't need it in two days, but maybe like in the <clears> same <throat> month. Something faster. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. He tried Amazon. I'm yeah. even going to places that are like suspect. Yeah. It's like machine parts plus. <laughs> do I want Sewing machine parts plus. I'm like, um... Where are you located? <laughs> Stop that. Why is it yelling at me for a long time? Okay. Thanks, Patty. We appreciate you. Thanks, Patty. Um, okay. Moving on. Uh, do we know who went first last week? I think it was me. Okay. So you want me to go first this week? Yep. Okay. Excellent. Well, we are on episode 49, which means that we are three, three episodes away. Three episodes, three weeks away from our one year. year. One full our, year. Our... Um, Potterversary? Po- yeah. Well, I'm going to call it a Janiversary. Per- Perinniversary? Perinniversary? Let's just call it a Janiversary. Janiversary. We'll go in, this, in the uh, great memory of Jan, which if you are wondering why Jan got eliminated, you can go to our If you're Scooby wondering podcast. why Jan got eliminated, me too. <laughs> you can go and listen to our Rupee podcast, uh, season 12, episode 8. Um, out now on out all now. of your podcasting yeah. platforms. So you can listen to us yell about a lot of things and have unnecessary opinions about Things that we probably shouldn't have opinions on. But we do. Because we are what? Opinionated. Sickening. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so, yeah, we have some surprises. I think I already touched on this on Rupee, but I'm going to talk about it again. We have some surprises coming up for you guys, and I'm very excited about the ideas that we have put together. And this is three weeks of work. No, four weeks of work that we are putting into this podcast for this one-year episode. So get excited. Get ready. Um because we are just as ready and excited as you are uh, because it is a fucking big deal. So I'm just going to say that because I don't want to give too many spoilers out um, and out and about for what we're planning on doing, but it is a joint effort and is going to be glorious. Lit. Lit. Oh, I just spit everywhere. Um, 
I saw a drag queen today, and her name was Whipped Cream. There was an H before the W. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Whipped Cream. Whipped Cream. Well, that. Oh, no, it's Cool Whip. Yeah. That would be a good drag name, too. Cool Whip. Cool Whip. Just, I mean, taken from Family Guy. Just Cool Whip. <laughs> Listen. Mm. Tell me. Oh, oh that's it? Oh, just, okay. Yeah, I just listened. Okay. <clears throat> well, I'm going to tell you about something that I want to know if you've ever heard of. What is it? Have you ever heard of the acid bath murderer? His name is John George Hay. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Schmidt. Yes. Yes. His name is my name, too. What? What? <laughs> I think I have heard of him before. Okay. John J. Hate? Hay. 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 Just Hay. Hey. 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 Is he, you know? Hey. hey. Capping. <laughs> um, well, let's go ahead and get into it and let's talk about it because I'll refresh your memory and see if you know anything. It about involves it. a lot of barrels. Right? It might. Well, if you, okay. you can assume that from past episodes. <laughs> also, what I did, because I have, like I said earlier, not to give any spoilers, we, I was listening to earlier episodes and you were like, I really hate gore and like gruesome murders and so my google search today to find some or i mean uh the past week hey, because you i heard about this, something sick i literally googled 10 most gruesome murders oh <laughs> thank you yeah, you're welcome so this is pretty gruesome and kind of fucked up so let's get started john hay was born on july 24th of 1909 in stamford lincolnshire and grew up in a village called outwood west riding in yorkshire I have to say, <laughs> oof. Yeah, exactly. British places are complicated. <laughs> Where do you live? I live at Staffordshire <laughs> on north. north Stamford, Lincolnshire, Outwood, West Riding in Yorkshire. <laughs> so, uh, uh, the UK? Somewhere in England. I'll send you an email. <laughs> oh, that'll be uh, .uk love. Co.uk.love.co. <laughs> All right. Um, um, do you have a phone call? Um, yes, uh, 20 numbers. <laughs> Are you ready? 29, 11, 36, 42, 27, 92. 1,800. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to send you smoke signals. How about I'm just going to blink into the camera and you figure out what I'm saying. <laughs> the end. Um, so then his dad was also named John High. Hey, not High. High. I kept on saying High hey. in my head. Um, so how original, uh, but his name was John Robert Hay and the John George Hay is who we're talking about the son. Um, the father was an engineer and his mother was also named Emily, not also was named Emily. (laughs) She was also named Emily. She was also named Emily. Emily Uh, both of them, both the mom and dad were part of, um, Plymouth Brethren, part of the Plymouth Brethren. That is a tongue twister. Plymouth Brethren. Plymouth Brethren. Which was a conservative Protestant sect. Um, John George Hay, uh, the the guy we're talking about, later said that he suffered from recurring religious nightmares when he was young, which means that this sect was... A little bit Westboro. A little wild here, okay? Um, John George Hay then became proficient at piano, got a bunch of scholarships for grammar schools, Became a choir boy, worked at a worked with a motor engineer as an apprentice before switching to an insurance and advertising job. Where then he was then fired uh, at the age of twenty one for potentially stealing a cash box. There was a lot of information that was just wait, like, wait, what year is this? Uh, 
so 21 would have gotten them to 1930. No, I can't do math. Nin- yeah, 1930. Okay. Yeah. So okay. just before the Great Depression, just before World War II. All right. We got him. <clears throat> yeah. We're here. Um, so then on July 6th of 1934, he married 23-year-old Beatrice Betty Hammer. Beatrice. 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 B-E-A-T-R-I-C-E. Yeah. That's Beatrice. What did I say? Beatrice. 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 Is Beatrice. What the fuck? <laughs> Beatrice Royale. How did you think that Beatrice was spelled? Um, I have no idea. I love that. Hey, I honestly um, don't know very many people named Beatrice. <laughs> wow. Beatrice. I blame Drag Race for that one. <laughs> I love. Listen, that. I'm just glad that you didn't see say beat rice. Be- beat rice. Beat rice. Beat rice. Betty Hamer. Um, but I'm gonna call her Betty from now on. No, <clears throat> go back to Beatrice. 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 <laughs> um. So then in 1936, Hay moved to London and began chauffeuring for a wealthy owner of amusement arcades named William McSwan, and also assisted in the maintenance of these arcade machines. Thereafter, he began selling fraudulent stock shares at below market prices under the name William Cato Anderson in Chancery Lane, London, Guilford, Surrey, and Hastings, Sussex. He was discovered when someone noticed that he misspelled Guildford as Guildford. B-E-A-T. What? <laughs> I'm just making fun of you saying Beatrice. 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 <laughs> I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable, okay? Beatrice. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love that. Um, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I'm renaming this podcast Chris Mispronounces Things. <laughs> Milady, <laughs> Milady Beatrice. I don't know words. That's the, you know that's the name of the episode now. Yeah, Beatrice. Milady Beatrice. Milady Beatrice. B A H T R I S E Z R E E Z Beatrice. Beatrice, and it's Milady. M A H. Space. Or just M apostrophe lady. Yes. <laughs> Milady. Milady Patrice. <laughs> Milady Patrice. Countess of County Sussex. <laughs> oh, God. Well, he was discovered for his fraudulent stocks when he was um, misspelling the word Guildford as Guilford in his letterhead. So someone was like, uh, if you're actually good at what you're doing, you wouldn't misspell the city that you're in on your letterhead as an official, like, stock salesman. There's some truth <clears throat> to that. There's some truth to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You probably wouldn't. Y- yeah. So then he would – it was so true that he was sentenced to four years in jail for fraud. <gasps> yeah, surprise. Shock. Shook him. <laughs> Wait, do the Animal Crossing shock. <laughs> Wait, there's like just a piano. <clears throat> um, and so as if jail, being in jail wasn't enough, uh, he, while he was in jail for fraud, his wife Betty gave birth to a baby girl, gave the girl up for adoption, and then left him, which then left him ostracized from his entire family, who was very 
religious <laughs> and crazy. crazy. <laughs> oh, I didn't know Christian crazy. Yeah, I didn't want to get into that. So <sighs> nearly all I the letters said, are there. Yeah, I know. So I just said religious. <laughs> um, so they like ostracized him. So he like was not welcome back to them. Um, so then after. Oh, he was released just after the start of World War II, and he continued work as a fraudster and was sentenced several more times for fraud. So he obviously didn't learn his lesson. So while he was in jail the last time for fraud. I just want to share with you something because you've been talking and I still have been looking up at sewing machines. <laughs> <laughs> and this one sewing machine is the Singer Start, which is the one that I kind of want because it's like a beginning yeah. sewing machine. <clears throat> is $89, but... Buying options, $189. Buy it now. You choose two-day shipping. Get it as soon as Monday, August the 24th. So three times the amount of the Original. Cost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and you then, can you, you pay $89 plus $200 for shipping. Uh-huh. So it's... No, no, no. $189 flat for... And you get free shipping. Okay. But you get the two-day shipping. You get it in August. Two-day shipping in August is not – that's not two-day shipping. It's not two-day shipping. It's yeah. not. Yeah. It's, 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 not, it's just not. At that point, you could have found out how to make your own sewing, sewing machine. Somehow, I'm sure. I could have literally sewn 40,000 masks by hand. Yeah, exactly. And stabbed my finger 4,000 times. Yeah, that's true. Can I'm going to keep going. I'm going to stop looking at these. Yeah, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Oh, Mom's – hold on. Mom is texting again. Amazon taking forever. <laughs> she said, I just asked Dad, why are we paying for Amazon Prime? <laughs> LOL. She said, maybe Joanne's Fabrics. Nope. Uh, no. Uh, or Sears. Nope. Have you tried Sears? Actually, I haven't tried Sears, but Sears is still in business. Yeah, she said, market. everyone is making masks and buying all the material and machines. LOL. Yes. Well, it's still in business in uh, shirts. <laughs> That's a... Okay. I'm going to... You should try Sears. Not look <laughs> at these anymore. This store is called 135. You should try Sears. <laughs> did you have a 135 in your mall as a kid? I, did, like a I didn't know that was a real store, so no. Oh. <clears throat> also, I was not a mall rat. So. <laughs> I turned your mic off. This is now officially just me on the podcast. <laughs> Shut up! Um, anyways, this is going to be me doing a search for sewing machines for the next 30 minutes. So I hope you guys really enjoy um, currently, I'm typing in sewing machine on the Sears website. There's a couple options that pop up. Um, one of them is on sale, but it doesn't look that great. Turn me back on, bitch. You fat cunt. <laughs> I love that. Um, so he didn't learn his lesson, but the last time that he was in jail, he did learn his lesson in a different way. He made the realization that said, I keep getting arrested because... I keep leaving the, I'm lying. because the people that I keep stealing from are still alive. So what? Hey, if, great assumption. What if I killed them? So then he then learned about a apparently famous murder in 1925, a French murderer named Georges Alexandre Serret. Georges Alexandre Serret. There you go. Georges um, Alexander Serret. Georges Alexander. The S is silent. Georges. <laughs> um, George Alexander Serret. Um, who, Serret. Who, I bet it's probably Serret, actually. How is it spelled? S-E-R-R-E-T. Serret. Okay. So 
1925, he murdered a bunch of people using sulfuric acid to dissolve his victim. So while in prison, he was like, hmm, maybe I could start killing these people using acid. And he was like, well, I should figure out if this works. So he started testing it with field mice, finding it only took 30 minutes to dissolve them. Who gave him acid in prison to play with? And he why? He did that in prison? Yes. He tested it while he was in prison. And what is the acid again? Sulfuric acid. You don't even get that in, like, the laundry or whatever. You don't get that ever <laughs> anymore. Hi. Uh, yeah, commissary check for the day. Um, mm, yeah, I see I see your M&Ms, but do you guys have any, like, Sulfuric acid? harsh chemicals? Just something that can really, like, get in deep, you know? <laughs> I'm looking to... Um, Change the boil, color boil. of my shades. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who gave him fucking acid to play with, but whatever. He had acid, and he was dissolving mice with it. So he was freed from prison in 1943 and began working for an engineering firm as an accountant because apparently in the 40s you can just get out of jail and become an accountant. Yeah, somehow. Well, you could also go to a different city and be like, "I'm a doctor." I'm a different person <laughs> now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do you have a slight cold? Here's heroin. Uh, heroin. <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and put this um, this uh, soaked chloroform tampon inside your vagina. See what happens. You feel a li- little dizzy. That's perfectly normal. normal. Just lay down. Take a long nap. Sometimes for days. <laughs> Sometimes for days. <laughs> How did you not think that was hilarious? Because uh, it wasn't. It just didn't work. Shut the fuck was, up. Keep going. It was clunky. Anyways, so by chance, he bumped into his former employer, William McSwan, at the Goat Pub in Kensington. McSwan introduced Hay to his parents, named Donald and Amy, uh, where he explained that he worked for them collecting rent on all of their London properties. Hay was like, that sounds pretty great. So then on, hello. So then I can. So so tired. Uh, So then on September sixth of nineteen forty four, McSwan just disappeared. Uh, Hay. What a mystery. What a mystery. Surprise. Hay later admits to luring him into his basement, where he hit him over the head, stuffed his body into a forty gallon drum, poured sulfuric acid into it, and then returned to find sludge. Two days later, and then he poured it down a manhole. Yep. Yep. Um, Hay then told the mix, told McSwan's parents that their son had gone into hiding in Scotland to avoid being called up for military service, which, middle of World War II, not necessarily Reasonable. bad. Yeah, not necessarily crazy. Um, and then took over McSwan's house and collecting the payments. However, he was like, yo, I want a portion of this money um, that I'm collecting for rent. And Donald and Amy were like, um... Now, why? And also, the war is almost over. Why is their son not returned yet? So then, on July second of nineteen forty-five, he lured them into the, his basement again by telling them William McSwan was back from Scotland for a surprise visit. He murdered them with blows to the head once again, putting their bodies in acid and disposing of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's back. No, no. He's just he's just down in the basement. But my question is, if he was to be talking with. John George Hay this entire time, why was he not mailing his parents? Like that's a stupid like if I was a parent I'd be like, why the fuck would they why would why would he message you or not message <laughs> LOL <laughs> uh, Right. <laughs> right you message. Wait, message works still. Send you a letter. Um and 
not his parents. That doesn't make any sense. And he might have. Maybe maybe Hay did that and sent that to his parents as like a forgery kind of thing. Because he did forge a lot of things later on, uh, as we are going to find out. Uh, so then Will, uh, I'm sorry, Hay stole William's pension checks and sold the McSwan's properties, also stealing an additional 8,000 pounds and moved into a fancy hotel in Kensington. 8,000 um, pounds, love. Which 8,000 pounds in the 40s. I it's a lot of money. A lot of money, yeah. But it was not a, lo- a lot of money for Hay because he was a gambler. And by 1947, so two years later, he was running low on money. So he found his next intended victims, Archibald Henderson and his wife Rose. <laughs> He met them through pretending to be interested in the house that they were selling. Uh, he was then invited to their home to play piano for their housewarming party. Uh, he, when he was there, he stole a revolver from Archibald with plans to use it in his next crimes, which was to murder them. Uh, he rented a small workshop in Crawley, Sussex, 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 where, <laughs> Sussex. Sussex, where he moved all of the acid and drums from his basement to. Uh, and then on February 12th of 1948, he invited Archibald to the workshop under the pretext that he pretense pretext pretense that he was going to show him an invention. When they arrived, he shot him in the head with the stolen revolver. He then called Rose and was like, "Oi, your I husband, love. <laughs> oh, I love your husband has fallen ill," and he shot her. That was never a good accent. That's fine. It's never. I a good love your, your your husband. He's fucking sick. <laughs> so then he was like, come on over. Is that better? <laughs> come on over. Okay, yeah. Hmm? Come on over, Valerie. No. And then he shot her. Um, so then after disposing their bodies in drums filled with acid, once again, he forged a letter from them and sold all of their assets for 8,000 uh, pounds, except for their car and dog, which he kept. Um, which I was kind of like, wow, just add insult to death here. And just take their fucking dog. I don't know. Um, so then Hay met his final victim during his time at the Onslow Hotel in Kensington. Uh, he met the wealthy widow, Olive Duran Deacon. At the time, Hay had then labeled himself as an engineer because he went from being an accountant for whatever reason to now being an engineer. And I was like, oh, okay. Just be whatever you want to, I guess. Uh, so Olive Duran Deacon uh, had pitched him an idea for... Artificial fingernails! Yes! (laughs) He invited her down to his workshop on February 18th of 1949. And once... So, wait. When was... Oh, February 12th is when he killed Archibald. And then on February 18th of 1949, uh, so a year and six days later, um, once inside, he shot her in the back of the neck. He stripped her of all of her valuables, because you know these British ladies in the 40s that were super rich. After, especially after like the Great Depression, World War, she was probably like, "I've got all of this money, honey. Look at all of this skin. Um, Touch all of the skin, honey, darling." So he stripped her of all of her valuables and her Persian lamb coat and put her into an acid bath. Two days later, Olive's friends, Olive, Olive's friend Constance Lee. Her name was Constance Lee. <laughs> I'm Constance. Lee. I am constantly annoyed by this name. Uh, reported her missing. Detectives were drawn to Hay because of his history of fraud and theft and the fact that he lived near and in the vicinity of uh, Olive. And they were like, okay, well, we should probably go to his workshop then. So here they found Hay's briefcase, as you mentioned it, an attache case. Um, attache. Which it, 
That's what I said. You said attache. Oh my god. It's basically a fucking briefcase. Just say briefcase, okay? Um, containing the dry cleaner's receipt for Duran Deacon's coat, the documents from the Hendersons, and documents from the Mixed Wands. So he kept all this shit and just, like, had it in, like, one little briefcase. Well, Hayes Workshop in Sussex did not have a drain floor like his basement did in uh, did previously. So he poured the remains of the other three people that he killed um, over a pile of rubble behind the workshop. Oh, so, yeah, because that's going to sound great. Just, yeah, that's exactly. Investigation of the area by pathologist Keith, Keith Simpson revealed 28 pounds of human body fat, part of a human foot, human gallstones, and part of a de, uh, of a denture, denature, of a denture, which was laid. <laughs> well, denature is a thing in science, okay? That's yes, I know. My denture mind went to. like that. It's close. Den, den, denture. Damn it. Denture, which was later identified as Mrs. Duran Deacon's dentist by Mrs. Duran Deacon's Duran Deacon's dentist. That's a lot of D's during the trial. Uh, uh, what's happening? <laughs> there it goes. What's happening? <laughs> um, Hay then asked the direct uh, directive detective inspector. What is happening to me? You're I'm having, having a stroke, stroke again. <laughs> um, detective inspector. Albert Webb, during questioning, tell me frankly, what are the chances of anybody getting released from Broadmoor, uh, which is a high-security psychiatric hospital? The inspector said that he could not discuss that sort of thing, so Hay replied, well, if I told you the truth, you would not believe me. It sounds too fantastic to believe. Hay then confessed that he had killed Duran Deacon, the McSwans, and the Hendersons, as well as three other people, a young man called Max, a girl from Eastbourne, and a woman from Hammersmith. However, these claims were not substantiated. The other three people. Um, after the arrest, Haig remained in custody in cell two of the Horsham Police Prison in Bartlett, on, on Bartlett Road. Um, which, I don't know. I, I don't know places in England. Yeah, me neither. Localities so. of the UK podcast. <laughs> if you live in Bartlett, <laughs> let us know. Let's um, so the cell door from his incarceration is actually preserved at the Horsham Museum, which is I found interesting. Um, so Hay pleaded insanity, claiming that he had drunk the blood of his victims. He confessed to having dreams dominated by blood as a young boy. When he was involved in a car accident in March of 1944, his dream returned to him. I saw him, uh, this is him quoting, I saw before me a forest of crucifixes which gradually turned into trees. At first, there appeared to be a dew or rain dripping from the branches but as i approached i realized it was blood the whole forest began to writhe 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 oh my god <laughs> i tried <laughs> i had a 50 percent chance and i failed writhe writhe and the tree the trees dark and erect to ooze blood a man went from tree to tree catching the blood when the cup was full he approached me and said drink but I was unable to move. The Attorney General, Sir Hartley Shawcross, KC, later Lord Shawcross, led, led the persecution and urged the jury to reject Hayes' defense of insanity because he had acted with malice beforehand. Um, Sir David Maxwell... You're not going to say malice? Malice? Stop it. Sir David Maxwell Kife, Fife, not Kife, uh, KC... Uh, defending called many witnesses to attest to Hayes' mental state, including Henry Yellowlees, 
who claimed Hay had a paranoid constitution, including the absolute callous, cheerful, bland, and almost friendly indifference of the accused to the crimes, which he freely admits having committed is unique in my experience. Um, it became apparent that Hay had been using the acid to destroy the victims' bodies uh, because he misunderstood the meaning of the term corpus delicti. <laughs> I don't know Latin. Um, and Delicti. mistakenly believed, so that basically meant that uh, he thought the idea was that if you couldn't find a body, then a murder conviction was not possible, no. yeah. which is not true. Despite the absence of the victims' bodies, there was sufficient forensic evidence for him to be convicted for the murders and subsequently executed. <laughs> Uh, it took only minutes for the jury to find Hay guilty. Mr. Justice Travers, hum, Mr. Justice Travers Humphreys, sentenced him to death. It was reported that Hay, in the condemned cell at Wandsworth Prison, asked one of his prison guards, Jack Morewood, whether it would be possible to have a trial run of his hanging so everything could run smoothly. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so he was like, "Hey." <laughs> I love. Can we have a trial Get me out this cage real quick and we go up there and see if you can hang me. Yeah. Can we just try this out and see what the fuck happens? Yeah, I don't know. He was trying to escape. Yeah, he was trying to escape or he was trying to just like die early so that it wasn't like as much of a big thing. A, a big to do. Yeah. Um, it is likely that his re request went no further or if it did, the request was denied. Uh, just prior to his execution, Hay was asked if he wanted a brandy. He replied, make it a large one, old boy. Make it a large one, old boy. There you go. Uh, I love that you went from like a very like Cockney yeah, accent to went, like. Well, I mean, a couple of days in jail, you just get really just harsh. Get really like. Okay. <laughs> Hello, love. Please let me know if you're going to get me a big tot of whiskey. <laughs> Suddenly became high class and educated. Um, well, he was educated. Anyways, um, Hay was led to the gallows and hanged by executioner Albert Pierpoint. On August 10th of 1949, the case of John George Hay was one of the post-1945 cases which gained considerable coverage in the newspapers, even... What happened? You're making noise. It's your How? hand doing that. I wasn't touching anything. Oh. This one? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, considerable coverage in the newspapers, even though Hay's guilt was not questioned, uh, the editor of the Daily Mirror, uh, Sylvester Ballum, was sentenced to prison uh, for contempt of court for describing Hay as a murderer while the trial was still underway, which huh. I thought was like, well, okay. I mean, I guess that's, that's, I mean, if you did that today, yeah. people would be like, uh, no, honey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's the story of John George Hay. Uh, I thought it was pretty gruesome because he just was like, let's just burn them in acid. It's I fine. actually don't think that's as gruesome as some of the other things that I've heard of. Yeah, it, it didn't go into like depth about like what he did to like take apart the bodies or like how to put them all together, like they did for Jeffrey Dahmer, because Jeffrey oh. Dahmer spent sixty hours explaining to everyone how he did all of those things. Uh, but also, this man was it was the forties and it was England post war when they were like <laughs> during the war. This happened during like, the war. Uh, you don't want to see a lady's ankles, so yeah. please don't put that in the paper. Yeah, exactly. This is not important. So yeah, I kind of was enjoying that. I had a second one that I wanted to do, but it was uh, quite long, and I started to research it, and I was like, I'm not going to finish, so I switched. <laughs> so, I, too, picked a short topic. Yeah, okay, good. Well, next week's going to be long, so <laughs> watch out, because okay. the next one is uh, a doozy. It's also from England. A dozy? A dozy. 
Mm-hmm. Period. Um, okay, well, then tell me about yours, bitch. I'm continuing hey, on bitch. with my theme. Uh, good night, bitch. Good night, bitch. Do it, do it. Oh, oh. so it. good. Mm. Um, poopy. Are you going to order a pizza? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Thank you. You're uh, great. Thank you. So I'm going to talk about a uh, missing, 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 a disappearance, uh-huh. a, a missing. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Um, <coughs> so <laughs> my continued theme. Um, I'm going to keep it fairly local, baby. Ooh, in Houston, uh, we're going to head up the I-45 a little bit to uh, what's Savannah's hometown? <laughs> Not that one. Oh, Where not that from? one. Uh, uh, why don't Delvin I remember? No. Dareport. Dare, it Dareport. With a D, doesn't it? No, it starts with Lufkin. And oh, Lufkin. I, for some reason, I put like a L and a Y together. Yeah. I was going to say Dayton. Dayton is what I was da- thinking of. Dayton's Ohio. There's a Dayton, Texas. Oh. LOL. Uh, but I'm thinking Dallas, Fort Worth. Okay. That's not too far. Uh, no, you know. <laughs> so on December. Dates are smaller than that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, December 23rd, 1974, a little before noon, Mary Rachel Trelicka, her name is so weird, T-R-L-T-R-L-I-C-A. Trelicka. Yeah. Trelicka, Trelicka. Somebody was saying Trelicia. Okay. There's many different things, but I'm going with Trelicka. Okay. Um, you do you. Lisa girl. Renee Wilson and Julianne Mosley went out for Christmas shopping. Mary Rachel Trillica, 17, was known to go by her middle name, Rachel. Rachel was also married to a man named Tommy, Tommy Trillica. You big, yeah. fat, white, nasty-smelling bitch. You big, fat, nasty-smelling I'm going to come over there bitch. and beat the fuck out of you, bitch. Okay, this woman <laughs> is missing still, so let's be oh, a little bit oh. more somber. <laughs> um, she was married to a man named Tommy Trillica. Uh-huh. Rachel met Tommy through her older sister, Deborah. Deborah and Tommy had dated prior to Rachel's marriage. Deborah, Rachel, and Tommy were all living together at this time as well. They had been married for six months at this time. Lisa Renee Wilson, 14, also chose to go by her middle name, Renee. Julianne was only nine at this time. She was only invited to accompany the other girls because her older brother was Renee's boyfriend, who also supported or who was also supposed to come with the girls to the mall, but ended up backing out because he wanted to hang out with his friend that was going to be in hospital soon for operation. Wait, I'm confused. So there's three girls. Three girls. Uh, Summarize it for me. Yeah. Because I missed something. Rachel's married. I was listening, but I would like got a disconnect here. Rachel's married. She has a husband. Rachel has a husband. I got that far. Uh, She's married her husband who used to date her older sister. Okay. Her older sister lives with her now. Okay. And her husband. Okay. She's friends with this Renee. Other girl, Renee. And Renee is friends with, or Renee's boyfriend is Julianne's brother. Lord. Yeah. So there's three different families. Okay. Rachel's part of one. Three, like, group partners, essentially. No. So Rachel has her little tiff. She's married to Tommy, but her best mm-hmm. friend is Renee. Yes. And Renee is dating a boy. And his sister is Julianne. Julianne. Okay. And she's the one who's having this operation that we're no. talking about. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Her brother doesn't want to go with the girls to the mall because his friend is having an operation. So he doesn't go to the mall with the girls. Okay. 
So we're talking about three girls. Okay. We've got Rachel, we've got Renee, and we've got Julianne. Julianne. Okay, perfect. There was just like a lot of names just like thrown at the beginning and like a lot of relationships. And it's like, okay. I could have worded it better, but I didn't. <laughs> <That's okay>. So whatever. <laughs> um, I just wanted like a full summary. Yeah. So we've just got. Just make sure we had, we were talking about what we're doing. We're talking about three girls. We're talking Rachel, who's 17, Renee, who's 14, and Julie, who's nine. All okay. going on a shopping trip together. If this These was 2000, I would be like, that's yeah. fucking weird. That's young. Um, so the girls ended up, or, no, no, Deborah, Rachel's sister, was also invited to go with the girls, but she opted to stay in bed for the whole day. And everyone can relate to that. Yeah, honestly. Me right now. Yeah. Um, at first, Julie's mother was apprehensive of letting her nine-year-old daughter go to the mall with the girls. But Julie begged and begged, and eventually her mother caved in and let her go, on the condition that the girls returned by 6 p.m. Rachel and Renee wanted to be home by 4 anyway, because Renee was going out with her boyfriend that evening, and she wanted to make sure he, she had plenty of time to, to primp before... Primp. <laughs> that's a word that people use. I know. Just, that sounds like a very 2000 word. <laughs> just gotta primp, you know? I don't know. Okay, fine. <laughs> Listen, this is it's my story, like, and it's not yours. Remember, like, uh, early 2000s? No, crimping. Not primping, crimping. Like, the hair crimping things that were always on commercials all the time? That's the 80s. No, that wasn't. That was the 2000s. But also the 80s. Okay, well, they played it a lot in the early 2000s, because I remember, like, the hair crimpers that were like, here, do your hair crimpers. And it was like, hair fantastic. Cr crush your hair into, like, the zigzags. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> anyways, so she was. they wanted to be home by four, so mm -hmm. everything was fine. Uh, Rachel showed up to Renee's grandmother's home in her 1972 Oldsmobile 98, which is, that's a lot of numbers, but Oldsmobile 98 was the type of car. Mm -hmm. uh, 1972 is the year. To pick up Renee and Julie. The Mosley uh, household, Julia's family, or Julie's family, was conveniently just across the street. That's why she started dating the boy, because he lived right across the street. Wasn't one of them nine years old? Julie is nine years old. And she's dating a boy? No, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days we're gonna figure okay. it out <laughs> rachel's dating or rachel's married to tommy uh -huh. rachel has a brother named or a, a sister named deborah stop cool <laughs> rachel is friends with renee uh -huh. renee is dating terry terry y is julie's older brother okay you got it kind of so we're talking about rachel renee and julie sure <laughs> Um, the girls head to the Army-Navy store, a surplus store, to pick up some items that Renee had on layaway. Why? So, I don't know. Just, like, <laughs> military stuff? <laughs> uh, from there, the girls head to the Seminary South Shopping Mall, now the Fort Worth Town Center at 4200 South Freeway in South Fort Worth. Several people claim to have seen the girls at the mall that day. In particular, Renee was wearing a shirt or a pullover that had the saying, Sweet Honesty, printed on the front. And that made them certain that the girls had been encountered at the mall. After 4 p.m., the families became a little worried that the girls were not home by the time they agreed to be. They were not entirely panicking, so they waited and waited. And then as 6 p.m. rolled around, the families were significantly worried and expected that the girls had run into some car trouble along the way home. Well, it was an old fucking car. 25 years? 26 years? So what? 1974. That was an old car. 1972 car and the year is 1974. Oh, 
Why did I think 2000? Didn't you say the year 2000? No, you talked about that when you were talking about primping. Oh. This That's is the I 70s. I thought you said it was 2000. No, I have not said 2000 ever. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> <clears throat> so Terry, Renee's boyfriend, stayed at home to wait by the phone in case the girls called. Other members of the family traveled the 10 minutes to the shopping center. They found Rachel's Oldsmobile on the second floor of the Sears parking garage. The vehicle had packages on the floor of things that the girls had bought that day. So they assumed that the girls were still in the mall and would be back soon. Some of the family waited in the car, uh, waited at the car while the others entered the mall to page the girls in all the stores, but to no avail. Rusty, Rachel's brother, said that there were no signs of struggle around the car. When it grew late and the mall closed for the evening, the families decided that it was time to call the police. Initially, the police were not very serious about the case, but they did transfer it over to the youth division of the missing person, uh, youth division of the missing persons division. So this is again the seventies, just like the Candyman murders, where, where they don't they're like, um, "Your child is not home because they hate you," and they ran away. Oh yeah, okay. So they were considered runaways, as common in the seventies. Um, the next day, Tommy Trillica received a letter at his residence that appeared to be written by Rachel. Most of Rachel's families and friends note that the script does not rat match Rachel's normal handwriting. It also appeared to have been written by a right-handed person while Rachel was left-handed. The letter reads, I know I'm going to catch it, but we had to get away. We're going to Houston. See you in about a week. The car is in the Sears upper lot. Love, Rachel. The letter was addressed to Thomas A. Trillica, which is another point the investigators find strange. Why would a wife refer to her husband formally as Thomas if everyone refers to him as Tommy? Mm -hmm. Other things that are questionable about the letter are the misspelling of Rachel's name. She was trying to drop clues. <laughs> um, the name initially spelled R-A-C-H-E-E, -E, mm -hmm. but the final E was written over to make it an L. The zip code was blurry and reflected a backwards three, leading police to believe that it was either 76083, which is not used in Texas, or 76088 from Weatherford, Texas, about 30 miles west of Fort Worth. Um, the investigator questioned how the letter could be delivered so quickly if the girls went missing at around between four and six mm -hmm. uh, the day prior mail collected at what like 5 p.m yeah and then he gets the letter the next day the disappearances led the families to leave uh to take the lead since the police were not as serious about finding the girls they handed out flyers and contacted newspapers nationally a store clerk came forward around the time the girls disappeared mm -hmm. and said that a woman told her that she had seen the girls at that mall that day uh, the woman reported that she saw three girls being forced into a yellow truck near the grocery store at the mall the truck was described as having lights on top of it. This witness, however, could not be located by police, and never uh, the story was never verified. In early 1975, a young man came forward with a claim that he saw the girls in the record department of the mall. He claimed another person was with them, and he spoke with Rachel briefly. During the same time, some women's clothes were found in Justin, Texas. They were investigated, but it was determined that they did not belong to the girls. Spring of 1975, the families of the girls became frustrated with the police and decided to hire a private investigator, John Swain. He did not have many leads. 
April 1975, Swaim took 100 volunte- volunteers to Port Lavaca, Texas, to search under bridges and the like after receiving some tips. No traces found. August 1975, Swaim discovered a 28-year-old man was making obscene phone calls in the area. This man worked at the ro- uh, a store that Rachel had applied to just before Christmas. It was noted that the man was going through applications to take information about young girls that had applied, but the lead did not provide any revelations. One year later, three bodies were discovered outside Alverd, Texas. Swain claimed that the bodies belonged to the girls. However, after testing, it was revealed that they belonged to another crime. Oh. March 1976, the families hired a psychic to provide more insight. The psychic claimed that the girls were somewhere near an oil well in Abilene, Texas. Another lead that didn't hold water. 1979. That was a psychic. Yeah. I don't know. That's. Uh, <laughs> well. I mean, it, when you're looking for your missing daughter, you could, you will do everything that you need to do and go for it. But, like, I don't know. <clears throat> 1979, John Swain dies of a drug overdose. Oh, God. And his will is ordered that all his files be burned. Ooh. 1981. Police investigators were called to the location in Brazoria County after human remains had been found in a swampy area. After a month of investigations, they discovered the bones did not belong to the three girls. So once again, just, (laughs) oh, we found bones of someone. Now way to find out who. Well, there's no lead. Yeah. January 2001, the case is reopened and assigned to a different homicide detective, Tom Bocher. He believes that the girls left the mall with someone they trusted. He stated, quote, we can say that they were at one point seen with one individual, but we believe that there was more than one involved, end quote. Um, at this point, the case is still open, and the police are still investigating. Oh, my gosh. Today, Rachel Trillica would be 61, Renee Wilson would be 58, and Julie Mosey would be 53. If you have any information about the disappearance of the missing trio, please call Fort Worth, Department, uh, Fort, Fort Worth Police Department at 817-469-8477. Wow. They've been missing for... 40 years? 40 years. Yeah. Wow. 45 years. 46. Can't do math. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, they wouldn't be that old because I took that right from the website. So. Which was older. Yeah. She was nine years old in 1974. Yeah. So she would be born in 1965. Because my mom is turning 60 this year. Congrats, Patty. <laughs> That's 5 plus 7, 50 or 60. 55. Yeah. So she'd be 60. The oldest would be 64. Yeah. Yeah. And they haven't found anything in 45 years. Yep. Wow. So <coughs> lots of there's lots of theories out there. Some people were like, they're, they're murdered in the mall. They're yeah. buried underneath the mall. Yeah. I don't believe that. I don't that. believe that. I think they got taken somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the the oldest sister, she was uh, interviewed in 2000, and she said that she believed that they were probably taken into white slave trade. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's so they mentioned Houston, and Houston has always been a center for uh, yeah. sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they could have been taken, and they could have been brainwashed and tortured and sent s- and sold somewhere. So, I mean... There's no no telling. Yeah. The sister said that, and then they were like, 
Well, a lot of people believe that the sister had something to do with it, too. Oh, okay. Because they were like, you married... <coughs> she married your ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Aren't you bitter about that? Yeah. And she was like, you should And she lived them. with them. Yeah. So there were a lot of things where people were like, this is just weird. But nobody has anything that really holds any water. Um, what I believe probably happened is that they were they were lured away by someone that they probably knew. Yeah. Because there's no sign of struggle at the car. Yeah. Or, and that's what they, they said they had their packages in their car too, mm-hmm. which means that they like went back to their cars and dropped things off and that person approached them at that. I think that they, they this person approached them in the parking garage or they might have approached them in the mall and then like, oh, well, let's go somewhere. And they're like, oh, well, let's drop our stuff at this car and like we can go you know, elsewhere. So then they went back to the car, dropped things off, and then went with them in their parking garage, and then they took them and sold them into sex. I think sex slave is probably the... I think it's reasonable. Yeah, yeah, sex trafficking. Either sex trafficking or just plain up murder. Yeah, yeah. And they just haven't found bodies yet. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you're out... I mean, you're near Dallas, so if you go north to Oklahoma, mm-hmm. nothing there. Yeah. You go east toward Louisiana... Not nothing a whole lot there, there either. Go west to New Mexico and Colorado, Utah. There's not much. There's out there. plenty of places to hide something Bodies, in Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Texas is barren wasteland in a lot of different places. Okay, not wasteland. Barren land. Barren <laughs> deserts. Barren deserts. Uh, cow farms and fields for miles and miles. Um, that's all that's between Houston and San Antonio. I mean, um, hey, <laughs> hey. Uh, but yeah. Um, that's terrifying. Yeah. Because, like, that's a very... And I mean, right before Christmas, too. I know. But that's, like, what you have always talked about is, like, you're scared of things that, like, can actually happen. That's one of those things. Abductions, like, 100%. It, happens every day. It's thing. It happens every day. Someone that could come up to you... Okay, so let's think hypothetically here. Let's say, like, one of your friends that you've met at the bar or something like that is just like, hey, come with me, like... I want to go do this. Like, someone that you've met before and, like, you know. Come enough. to this new restaurant yeah. with me. Yeah, exactly. I'd be it's like, your house. Okay. Well, it's just in a house. Yeah, exactly. Come inside. Yeah. And then, like, you go inside and then you're murdered or, you know, or taken or something like that. Or like, formed. Yeah. You're uh, put out and they, I mean, they restrain you and yeah. then you just have to go wherever they want you to go. You're yeah. strapped to a table. Yeah. And that's why we're very lucky nowadays that we have location technology on any device. So you've got your watch on, you've got your your phone on, you've got your headphones. Like, all these things are always taking your location. So. I mean, she was obviously trying to, I think that she was trying to drop clues and say, like, something's fucked up here by, if she was the one who wrote the letter. See, that's questionable, is because they thought that somebody else wrote it. They mm -hmm. said that it has no um, resemblance to Rachel's But that could still mean that if someone else was writing it, she was telling him these things that, like, oh, yeah, my husband's name is Thomas and not Tommy, and, like, trying to tell people, like, something's wrong here. Like, this is not me writing this. Or the spelling her name wrong, saying my name is Rachel. And just well, saying my name is Rachel, but name not telling. Renee is so close to Rachel. Yeah. That if you change, I mean, because the H kind of goes like an N. Yeah. And then she, Renee, would have just been so common to go to Renee and just yeah. do double E's. Yeah. So, I mean, he could have, she could have said, just say Rachel, like to throw him off or something like that. And then she potentially maybe someone called her Renee at some point and he was like, oh, fuck, and, like, tried to write over that with an E and I don't know. Um, And I'm sure people were like, 
because uh, you said that the, the E looked like it was written over with an L, which people who understand like actual like study penmanship and stuff can tell whether or not one was written over the other. So yeah, well, I mean, I looked at it and you can tell. It, oh, that the L over. was written over the E. Yeah. Okay, so then maybe she changed her name. It's like, well, my real name is Rachel or something like that. So then maybe like that was her trying to convince the kidnapper that I don't know. Yeah, I, there, know. I mean, there's so many things in it where I'm just like. It doesn't make any sense. The letter throws off a whole lot, and that's why a whole lot of people ex- or suspect the uh, sister. Yeah, as some part of it. Because how how does that letter show up the next day? Yeah, like it was right there. Yeah, which means that someone dropped it in the. Was it stamped? Yeah. Oh, so that means that that letter had it been written beforehand. It was processed. It was yeah. processed through the post office. Yeah, and the post office said that it came from somewhere within Fort Worth. Yeah. So that means they would have had to drop it because you have pick up from the mail is at five p.m. Yeah, and well, then so they release if you the drop things. things out of the post office, there's two different times they pick it up and they process it like right away when they pick it up. So like even if they're so if they didn't just drop it in like a random like mailbox and they went to the actual post office and put it in there, then it was processed right then, like yeah. that that evening so if they did it before five five or four thirty like i think the one in Houston, one of the most of the ones in houston press at four thirty. yeah um but i mean even if you drop it off at the post office then the post office can say yes definitely it came from this location that's true it wouldn't be we collected it from a box and then it came here and then we posted it because out. if they picked it up and then they took it somewhere it would have to be processed the next morning yeah and that would i mean technically the letter that i my grandma just sent me a letter and I got that from shirts in two days. Like, yeah, I mean, we sent uh, we sent Dusty something. We sent Dusty a T-shirt, yeah. and he got it like two days later. Yeah, and so, that's a package. But that's two days. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. There's so many questions. There's a but lot. I don't know. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a case that there's not a whole lot on. Yeah. Because they have nothing. They, there's no leads. There's, there's no, no evidence. Leads. There's nothing. Exactly. You just have a car with some stuff that was left in it, and then. I mean, back then they didn't really have video cameras that or uh, security cameras they could see much from or security cameras at all. So I don't know. Yeah. And like 1974 was the same time as, I mean, the Candyman murders in Houston. So bringing someone to Houston, it was completely plausible that they were brought to Houston and something happened to them. Yeah. That's scary. Yikes. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, it just makes me think back about like when I was a kid and my mom was like, where are you at? Where are you going? Yeah. Who are you with? Yeah. What are their names? What are their phone numbers? Yeah. I'm like, you're Mom, fucking crazy. You're yeah. me. I'm like, she was like, he's going to die. Well, that's like, I hear <laughs> even hear stories nowadays, like of parents, because like my parents used to let us go outside and we just like play out in the neighborhood like all day long. And like, I'm, of course, I have to have to ask my mom, like, oh, can we go down to like the, you know, creek area of the neighborhood? Just like let her know where I was going. Um, but like. I mean, people get abducted from beaches with their family, like, turned around and the child's all of a sudden gone. And, like, uh, just, I mean, random occurrences that, like, this just complete disappearances. Yeah. Um, the, the, so, like, out on the driveway and they turn around the garage and the child is gone. Like, most retail stores these days will have something they call a code Adam, mm -hmm. which is when uh, there's a missing child. Um, because it stemmed from a child that went missing in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was with his mom at, like, a clothing store. Yeah. He wandered away from her for 10 seconds. Somebody stole him away, and then 
they never he's they've gone. never found him again. Yeah. yeah. His name was Adam. He was three years old. Yeah, so sad. And can you I can't imagine I mean, I've worked in a retail environment where there's kids just like running around. Wandering around, around. exactly. Like, this is exactly why. Well, especially like nowadays, like hearing all these stories and also researching this podcast that scares the fuck out of me all the time. This is one of the things that gives me anxiety. Like if you have a child, you have to watch that. It makes me irritated at the people that I see these kids running around doing these things because they're not watching their children. And these children could be abducted and just like taken any by someone seconds. any second. Exactly. And like these are kids that are five or six years old and just say, hey, like I've got candy, you know, something like that. And just kids. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Well, one of the one a, a major couple that we did before, um, something in Rose. Anyways, they lived in England and they asked the girl, they were like, can you help us find our cat? She's oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah we sure. Did before. Yeah. Yeah. And then she goes, Fred and Rose Mary. Uh, it starts with an A. I think it starts with a W. Uh, West. Fred and Rosemary West. There you go, yeah. Yeah. They asked, they asked this girl, they were like, can you help us find our cat? And she was like, oh, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll help you find your cat. And then kill they her. take her and kill her. They torture her and kill her. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Woof. Yo, you got a kid. Watch that kid. Watch that kid. Shit's fucked up. Yeah. But like, if you don't have any kids, avoid children. Trust your gut. Avoid children. Always avoid children. <laughs> I love that at the beginning of our podcast, before we actually had a phrase for that, we were always talking about children. <laughs> like, no, children. Nope. Avoid them. Don't. Don't, don't need to be <laughs> in, in court. <laughs> I said something like, don't engage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, exactly. <laughs> Classic. Classic our Swoopy podcast. You know hey, what I'm saying? Call back. Call back. Call exactly. back. I love that. Wow. Wow, that was a good episode. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, you know what else I like? What? Um, I really like Economy Works. Well, please tell me more about what you like. Well, so Economy Works is a freelance talent network, okay? okay. Talent network. Talent network. They're a talent network. Yes. That connects professionals with project work. Uh-huh. So if you're looking for somebody to help with job descriptions, conducting marketing analysis, somebody to do your social media for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Economy Works has an extensive talent network of freelance professionals that are ready to help you do more with less. Okay. Economy Works. When we work, the, the economy, economy works! works! Find out more at economyworks.com. That's E-C-O-N-O-M-I-W-O-R-I-K-S.com. W-R-K-S-S. They kind of roll into each other. <laughs> E-C-O-N-O-M-I-W-O-R-K-S.com. There you go. <laughs> Love that. Um, but also, if you want to listen to more um, uh, podcasting, uh, as I plugged in a group that I'm in on Facebook as well today, you should listen to our sister podcast, Let's Talk About Gay Stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's Talk, talk about, about Gay Stuff! stuff. What, why did I do that? That's the first time in almost a full year that I like, just and you went love doing for it. that. Yeah, I know. I love when we say things at the same time. And I, I just mean, like went for it. I don't know what happened to me. I was just taken over. Just say that one more time. I was, oh, oh I, thought we were saying I was just thinking that we're still talking. No, that's not so, the same. No, we're, not <laughs> we're not saying that. Anyways, okay, they anyways, are our sister so podcast. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't like it anymore. Stop that. <laughs> um, and Let's talk about gay stuff. Uh, they, we have been doing a sassy hour every single Tuesday with them. It, sorry, it's this table. Um, oh, sure, bring the table. Yeah, it is. Um, 
And I've actually really enjoyed it because it's been a dream of mine to like have our podcast come together and like do like podcast things together, do collaborations. And I love Tuesdays because I get to get drunk on camera. Um, I get to say whatever the fuck I want to on camera and I get to entertain you guys at the same time. So join us for a sassy hour at 6 p.m. every Tuesday uh, during quarantine. Quarantina. Quarantine. Um, But also their podcast uh, is always educational. Mm-hmm. Always powerful. Mm-hmm. So the group was like a, it was called Quarantine Group. And I'm like, so all you guys are a little queer. And I love that. So you should listen to K History. Period. Period, sis. That's what we need. Um, period, sis. So that's what I was just plugging. So if you need to find them, let's talk about gay stuff. Dot com. com. Let's talk about gay stuff on Instagram. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about gay, gay stuff, stuff on, on Facebook. Facebook. Talk gay stuff on Twitter. And you want to just send them, you know, like a quiet little email. Just a little in-depth, like, hey, I love your podcast. Hey. Hey, love what you guys are doing. That's so amazing. Just keep it up. That's let's go. talk about gay stuff at gmail.com. There you go. But also, you could also follow us as well. You know, if you I mean, wanted to, we know you're here every week. So and, keep coming and back, here, please. And we love that. We need and your listens. We just want you to hang out with us some more. Yeah. So hang out with us on Instagram at let's talk about spooky no. stuff. Our spooky No. Hang out with us on Twitter at our spooky or yeah. Facebook at our spoop. Mm-hmm. Check out our uh, our web address, ourspookypodcast.com, our or drop us in line. It's uh, ourspookypodcast at gmail.com. There you go. Love it. Love it. Period, sis. Period, um, sis. So I guess we're pretty much done here. Do we have anything else to say? Do we have anyone else to, to shout out to or anything right now? No. 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 I've, I'm at I a mean, loss for words here, okay? We got two minutes until our show starts. Then we better get on to it, so we should tell them to... Get, get spoopy, spoopy with, with it? it?